Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, Stevenor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound to kick off a brand new week. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Manufactured outrage. That's our general manager, manufactured outrage. Yeah, honorable mention to the West Coast bum explosion. I mean, it's just getting bigger and bigger, worse and worse, getting more and more attention, coast to coast. 
As the Wall Street Journal uh, went with the headline, West Coast Cities Face Defecation Crisis. Defecation crisis. I had one of those myself wow. as I prepared for my colonoscopy <laughs> late last week. Oh, it was uh, notable. And Joe Facebook live that. If you didn't see it live, it is available on Facebook. I did. See another side of Joe Getty. The inside. <laughs> another side of Joe Getty. Ew. What they discovered in my colon will shock you. Stay with us. The positive Sean visibly recoiling from that tease. Hit him like a punch. <laughs> and they got uh, I got to find the remote and switch the channels. One of the TVs is on an old episode of Friends. Phoebe appears to be pregnant in this episode. Phoebe wasn't ever pregnant, was she? Yeah, she oh, yeah. Uh, she was a surrogate mom. Oh, remember? that's right. Yeah, that's for right. Giovanni Ribisi, right? Mm-hmm. This yeah. first time I ever saw his. <laughs> yeah, I forgot she did that. Okay, that's what's yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. I thought, are they making up new episodes with CGI uh, special effects? No, okay, that actually <laughs> no that. need. Um, yeah, I was, ah, dang it, I was up this morning trying to catch up on some of the Sunday shows because I was traveling over the weekend and just, that whole idea that the, the media is going to talk us into a recession is oh, a serious thing. It's a drumbeat. It absolutely it's astounding. is. It it's absolutely all is. speculative. And you know, and it was, some experts now claim there is a 40% likelihood the U.S. will be in a recession by 2021, Jim. What did you, what? And am I wrong, or is almost all of this talk based on that one number that, with a little deep digging, we all decided is not that predictive? Isn't that oh, what most of this is coming the from? yield curve? Well, yeah. uh, uh, Germany actually is in recession, and China's growth has slowed. So, anyway. Well, I heard that inversion brought up on all the Sunday shows. Sure. And and since then, we've we've dug up enough information that it could be, but it also could not be. It's nothing. It's nothing to get too excited about. And, man, I saw enough of it, and this is how scary the drumbeat of recession is to me, is I think it's a crapshoot. Like, the, 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 there's no info yet for me to worry about. Yet, having watched four shows where they talked about it, I started thinking, man, I wonder if I should... Move my stocks over to... And I thought, you're doing it to yourself! Right, right. Now, all it takes is a certain percentage of people to do that. Right. Or put off buying that car or house, and you're in a recession. God have, dang it. And that's not good for anybody. I have a feeling I don't the think. young are better at this. I hope the young are better at this. But the, the never-ending... Well, as I said, manufactured outrage is a little more complicated than that. Just fear and anger get eyes and ears. Fear and anger. Those are the two things they want to stoke up. That and big boobs. On the Internet, it's big boobs. Look at your clickbait at the bottom of your website today. You'll see what I'm talking about. But between uh, fear, anger, and big boobs, America is increasingly uh, paranoid and and, and aroused. (laughs) And that's no way to be. Paranoid and aroused. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm really dreading uh, a country talking itself into an economic crisis. God dang it, that bothers me. Yeah, I I hope more and more people take our attitude that listen to look at the media doing what they do. And don't take it serious. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, very good. Happy anniversary to my mom and dad. Uh, 47 years today. Congratulations. Fantastic. Best wishes to them. And I'm 44, which means that they've been married longer than I've been alive, which is always amazing to me. <laughs> 
I like that, Michael. Well, uh, it's a good thing. Otherwise, you'd be a bastard. <laughs> there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. An exciting weekend, but the highlight was not me re-upping my Pluot supply. I am awash in Pluots. That is the plum apricot hybrid that is delicious. <laughs> but I, I got to do something that I had long since wanted to do, and that is participate in an escape room. Do you guys know about the escape rooms? You, you guys know about this? Oh, yeah. It's like a party game thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you go to this place, and you pay money, and they put you in this room, and ha-ha, you, now you're locked in the room. But don't don't worry, because there is a way out. You just have to use your wits and your observation and your situational awareness to try to figure it out. There's uh, like little there's treasure chests that have locks on them, and there's colors on the locks. So the the colors are red, blue, and green. So you're like, okay, now the the first thing's red. Now let's look around the room and see. There's one, two, three, seven things of red. Okay. So that means the first combination on this lock is seven. Oh, I Greece. just sit there. So, Find so a the, comfortable place to sit. So, I'm just going to die when here. When do they close? Is it five tonight? It's an hour time limit. If you don't get there, if you're not done within an hour, they, they kill you. They, yes, they they just gas the place and, <laughs> and they clean Move it up on. for the next customers. But, uh, but it was a blast. I had, Did you I, escape? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got out of there. My, I we started. It was my first time doing it. They were. They kept trying to say, "Hey, you should probably start off with a beginner one." I kept calling it. You mean the one designed for babies? That's how I kept referring to it. They they got kind of fed up with that, but it ended up just doing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go. I'll start out with the baby one. That's fine. I'll I'll work my way up to the intermediate and the hard ones. But it, yeah. I feel like my my video gaming has prepped me for yeah. for a lot of these. They things. have it, it, but it, could kids do it? Kids oh do yeah, it? absolutely. Oh, well, my kids would love that. Uh, I now know a new thing. Escape rooms. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. It is a special political celebrity's birthday today. Ah, yes. It is former President Bill Clinton's 73rd birthday today. He's only a year older than Trump? Yeah. Wow. He seems 20 years older than Trump. Well, that's because he was president 20 years ago. Right? Yes. And it ages you like a dog. Yep. He Bill, seems 20 years older than Trump. He does. Yeah. And Bill's net worth, $80 million. At least uh, that's what we've got in the books yeah. for now. Public service. Yeah. Um, uh, has there been any movement on why he was in that blue dress and that painting? Does it, Has there been any breakthrough on it's that art, story? man, art. Yeah. <laughs> no. Have not seen any any kind of follow up to it or any big reveal. Mm-mm. So how do we uh, how do we celebrate uh, Bill Clinton's birthday? I mean, I could suggest something to my wife. Oh, oh, <laughs> we slam it like nobody says. That's we right. That's, That's how we do it. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, we play all Bill Clinton music. Or I don't know what. It is. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, August nineteenth, the year twenty nineteen, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go. Underway at Mark. NBC News has confirmed President Trump has talked to aides and members of Congress about possibly buying Greenland. There you go. We're going to buy Greenland. The recession, the coming recession, and Trump is so ridiculous, he wants to buy Greenland, the drumbeat of the media. I, for one, support the Greenland purchase. I haven't been following this story, so would we make it a state? Is that what the thing is? Probably not. No? It would be like a Puerto Rico thing, right? Yeah. That'd yeah. be a cool state to have. Like it is a state. It's a territory. Would be a territory. Right. We're going to make an offer Denmark can't refuse. <laughs> Denmark just so thrilled to be in the news for once. Look at that. We are on the cable. Denmark, the cable TV. Denmark owns Greenland. People yeah. are talking about Denmark. Yes, they do, Jack. I did not know that. According to some. Mm. 
<laughs> so we buy it from them? And then, and then nail that down at some point. And, and then what are the benefits that we would accrue by owning Greenland? We'd well, turn you, it into an amusement park, basically. You You'd have Greenland. Yeah. Strategic. It's, it's one of the closest spots to the United States from which a, an attack could be launched. But they're a NATO member anyway. So anyway. For now. Right. Right. Cool. That's very exciting. So you gotta write them an offer. They'll counter. You'll insist that they fix the roof. That right. sort of thing. <laughs> They'll take it back to the guy at the desk and pretend like he said no and have to come back and read it. Well, that's a different metaphor. I was going with houses, but that's okay. But that is the sort of thing will happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're uh, trying to lowball us. Um, what is coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, the White House getting out the message: no recession in sight. You got a thousand police keeping the peace in Portland, and watch out! There's pot in those peppers coming. Up. There's pot in those peppers. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Yeah, we get some weekly shower thoughts to start your week off on a contemplative note, if you like. Do you want to be contemplative to start yeah, your week? I don't know. Is that what you want out of life? I'll try to pick the upbeat ones. Huh? <sighs> I shouldn't have watched news before I came to work. It's so stupid now. It's the news so stupid. is so yeah. tedious it's and so stupid. dumb. Everything you hear comes with a Boatload. I didn't say buttload. I said boatload. <laughs> yes, indeed. We of, of 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 bias and misconstrued facts and left out pieces and stuff like that. What's the point of even following the news? I'm wondering that on a daily basis. No kidding. Well, stay well, here. We'll follow for you and distill it. Would you like some distilled news? It's next. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. So this headline, man beaten after being mistaken for a young Johnny Depp. Well, you don't think that would uh, bring you, bring violence upon yourself. Hey, is that, is that a young Johnny Depp? Oh. Kick his ass, get him! <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> wow. Wow, is young Johnny Depp beating a thing out there? A trend? Bill Maher caused some controversy on his HBO show on Friday night by going against some members of the squad. Oh, boy. And now there are, uh, some of some members of the squad are asking to boycott Bill Maher. Oh, for goodness sakes. One of those left-on-left violence sort of things. Live and let live. That's what I say. But more on Unless that. Unless it's a young Johnny Depp. No. Oh. say take him to town. Huh? <laughs> Mailbag. <laughs> I'm going to read a couple of emails on this theme. Uh, oh, that's right. How about a freedom-loving, uh, liberty-loving quote of the day first? Uh, oh, 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 I hate it when it resets like that. Henry David Thoreau. I was not born to be forced. I will breathe after my own fashion. Let us see who is the strongest. Old Thoreau, defiant as always. I'm going to read a couple of these emails uh, just to uh, represent the many of you who dropped the line to us at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com on this theme. Y'all are my besties! Yay! The Friday podcast was a best of AMG. That's right, we were both off. And so instead of just not having a podcast, Hanson went to went ahead and threw together the best of in podcast form, which people enjoyed. It's kind of a great assistant. Made my day, your number one fan in P-Town. That's Jan. Is that the new policy, Hanson? All right. That's what we're doing. 
And then Adam, similar sentiment. Best of on the podcast, thank you. You guys are slamming it. You're slamming it. That's what we're doing. Yes. Now some weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Uh, A couple of these have to do with uh, how you see yourself in the modern world, Jack. Your salary is your company's monthly subscription fee of you. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I like that. That's their $9.99 a month. I don't know. Do we keep it? Eh, Listen to it sometimes. Poke your head in the boss's office. Sorry, rates went up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this, I absolutely love Then they would say, we're not renewing. (laughs) For the first 18 years of your life, your body is under warranty. If you get broken, the people who made you have to pay for repairs. Actually, he's 26 years now, really, with the, the Obamacare. There's been a lot. That theme has been uh, heavy the last several days as I was traveling with my boys uh, uh, around the western United States. Various things they want to do. And I, I say, well, when you're 18, you are free to do that as long as you're not living under my roof. Ah. But until then, you are not. Ah. So they're planning for all these things, various things they're going to do. That's 18. good. I like that <laughs> message. I like that. Uh, they'll yearn to uh, breathe free like old Henry David Thoreau. And away from your oppression. Mm. A burning popcorn factory would smell amazing one moment and horrible the next. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Ah, this is a good one. This one you gonna, you want to jot down, at least in your heart. Odds are you didn't get away with your lie. Someone just didn't feel like calling your BS. Mm, well, that's mm. that's that's ninety percent of what liars do. Yeah, is they know you're just too uncomfortable to uh, to say anything. Yeah, yeah. We've worked with some real lying liars, and that's 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 what they count on. Uh, I bring this up. It's not really a shower thought. It's just a practical thought. If we put solar panels over parking lots, then our cars wouldn't get hot, and we would have a lot of clean energy. That's that's a pretty big thing in some parts of the country. In Phoenix, it's pretty big. Did you see that much? I did not. There are a number of schools. I know it's it's become a trend in schools. There's a high school near where I live, and um, I've seen a number of schools that do that. It's a great idea. It really is. I was in Phoenix for a very short period of time, as it was 152 degrees, mm. and I was not. Uh, that's not. Balmy. It wasn't my destination. So. Balmy. I like this. The cigarette lighter in a vehicle has come full circle. First, you used it to light your cigarette. Then you, it used to be a USB charger. Then the USB charger is used to charge your e-cig. <laughs> Fantastic. I guess that's The circle true. of life. Uh, Dave actually has a really interesting uh, idea on why newspapers have gone so liberal to a large extent. And he says, think about it. In the past, newspaper got all its revenue from advertisers and classified and mostly sold the paper at a loss or break even on subscriptions. Those advertisers didn't want to be labeled left or right, and general business owners are more conservative, but you know they didn't want to get into politics, so they demanded editors keep partisanship out of the newspaper. Now, because of technology web competition, newspapers are run by subscription, and they have to cater to their mostly liberal, highly educated subscribers. For some remarkable reason that you guys have talked about, the more education, the more likely someone is to be left-wing. I think that has a lot to do with you spend much more time thinking about theories and book um you know, uh, descriptions of the world as opposed to what happens in real life, uh, the more educated you get. And I'm pro-education, but um, so uh, newspapers are just mo- uh, catering to their new money base. That, thought Dave. How come I've not heard that before? I don't know, Dave. I thought that was absolutely a terrific insight. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Well done. Yeah, well done, Dave. Uh, wh- how much time do we have? Not much. Uh, we have a 
a really good West Coast bum explosion email here. Uh, somebody spent a couple of days at the Santa Cruz Beach in California, and there are a bunch of people camping permanently on the beach. And he, our, our friend Randy wrote a, uh, an email to a politician, and their reply was limp, lifeless, passive, helpless, and essentially said, dudes, the courts won't let us do anything. Not your so beach gotta... belongs to the homeless people. Right. So Not for sorry, your family. It was scary and druggy and needly and crimey and poopy, but we can't really do anything. That's a depressing note. Uh, Marshall's News is coming up next, and we'll get into everything. The flow. We're going to get into the flow of the day. Exciting news, everybody. There's days-old uh, corn chips and tortillas in the in the, uh, the lunchroom. And uh, according to the sign, there's rice and beans in the fridge. So if you're carbo-loading for a marathon or want to be really obese but, you know, get there choking down your food, uh, there's some real opportunity. Well, even aside from that, if there's food in the lunchroom on a Monday, doesn't that mean it was there on Friday? Friday. Uh, most likely. Mm-hmm. It's a day old at best, and it's getting a little stanky. It's probably from Friday. Shouldn't somebody be in charge? If you bring food, if there's food, somebody's got to raise their hand and say, I'll clean this up. Nobody wants days-old Mexican food. Speak for yourself. <laughs> the the uh, odors wafting through the building. It's gross. Talking ourselves into recession, one of the headlines of the day. We've got a number of uh, stats and thoughts on throughout. Be afraid. Very frustrating. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is saying a U.S. economy is not sliding into a recession. Trump telling reporters, I don't think we're having a recession. We're doing tremendously well. Our consumers are rich. I gave a tremendous tax cut, and they're loaded up with money. Uh, they're buying. I saw the Walmart numbers. They were through the roof just two days ago. Uh, that's better than any poll. That's better than any economist. There you go. I'm looking at this headline on CBS. Responding to pushback against fears of looming recession. That's the old triple reverse, isn't it? Responding to pushback against fears. I, 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 I've lost track of who's in favor and who's he. It's unbelievable. I guess Trump needs to tweet something that, that somebody can call racist. Uh, otherwise, they'll just spin this wheel, spin their wheels on this uh, recession nonsense. Uh, well, and it, it just everybody's so enthusiastic about it, um, and 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 all based on practically nothing. So you had that inversion thing that, as we mentioned, turns out that's as as not predictive as it is predictive, and it might be several years out. So what the hell's the point of even discussing it? This poll that got a lot of attention: thirty-four percent of economists expect a recession in twenty twenty-one. So a third of economists who are wrong as often as they're right think there'll be a recession in two years. Live your life accordingly. Wow. I mean, what the hell is that? But if it makes enough people think, nah, I was going to get a new car, but maybe maybe next year, maybe in the fall or whatever, then you're in a recession. It doesn't take that much. Damn it. So frustrating. Michael, where's our recession warning buzzer? I just feel like if a third of economists are saying it could be within the next two years, if people need to be on up, they need to adjust. They need to be ready. Recession alert. Recession alert. I don't know nothing about nothing other than this is the longest growth period we've ever had. So I would say within two years, yeah, probably. You know, probably what will happen, because that's the way cycles work, and I don't know anything about anything. I'm not looking at any numbers or anything. And the funny part is, recessions generally don't affect that many people. I mean, they affect plenty, but they affect 
you know, a certain chunk of the populace a little bit, and your 401k looks less robust for a little while, but it's just, it's a big nothing anyway, most of the time. Police out in force over the weekend in Portland, arresting at least 13 people during the weekend of demonstrations the city had been bracing for. <laughs> Police estimating there were 1,200 people demonstrating on Saturday. That included members of the far-left group Antifa. After the protests wound down, Portland's mayor, Ted Wheeler, thanked the police. Police did an exemplary job of de-escalating the situation, keeping the extremists on both sides separated for the most part, and preventing people who wanted to engage in acts of violence from confronting each other. Holy cow! Ted Wheeler's calling Antifa extremists? Finally? Yeah. Wow, there's hope. President Trump tweeting... Not much, don't get excited, but there's hope. President Trump tweeting the day of the rallies that major consideration is being given to naming Antifa an organization of terror. He added, Portland is being watched very closely. Unbowed by threats of violence from the Chinese government, you had more than a million demonstrators gathering in downtown Hong Kong over the weekend for the 11th straight week of anti-government protests. Demonstrators filling Hong Kong's Victoria Park, chanting and carrying signs calling for democracy and freedom. Our demand is crystal clear. We hope President Xi could realize that sending troops to Hong Kong is not the way out. As you might recall, the protest began in opposition to a bill that would have allowed people arrested in Hong Kong to be extradited to China, mainland China. And we got a text that's pretty good point. So the, the headline that the, the Trump hate media is enjoying, a third of economists expect a recession two years from now. Does, this, does that mean the reverse is true? Two-thirds of economists think the growth trend will continue for two years? Uh, apparently that's true. So yeah, some might be neutral on the point, but obviously a hell of a lot. But that's like the opposite. Yeah. Positive. That'd be a positive story. Right. A very positive story, actually. Right. Two thirds of economists don't think a recession is coming in the next two years. That's yeah. a hugely positive story. Or you can flip it on its head and be as negative as you want. Fear and anger get people to tune in. Watch out! There's pot in those peppers. Nearly four tons of pot worth more than two million dollars. Mixed in with a shipment of jalapeno peppers at a Southern California port. A Customs and Border Protection canine unit alerted officers to the shipment of peppers at the Otay Mesa cargo facility in San Diego. Border Patrol news release says officers discovered all of the pot mixed in with the peppers in the peppers' pallets. You think those uh, those pot-sniffing dogs ever retire and, and become stoners themselves and kind of regret what they did for a living? And why am I busting people? I mean, why did I bark and I'd point and the friggin' cops and steal the weed? Do you think that ever happens? <laughs> I don't know. I eat a lot of hot peppers. There you, there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Was that Hillary? That's Hillary Clinton right yep. there. And her husband, it's her husband's birthday today. Oh. Yes. And uh, I don't suppose it's any of my business, what an elderly couple does in their marriage, but are they together on his birthday? Taking a walk through the woods of Chappaqua. Do they even speak to each other on on his birthday, I wonder? I have no idea. I don't know. So you got a girlfriend somewhere in California who goes and visits yes. on his birthday? Yes, yes, They're trying to figure out uh, who to buy uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island from. Who owns it now? Way now, come on. What? Is there any oh, need for that? It's, just, it's attractive real estate is all. Plus, Bill knows where the secret chambers are. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Huh? What? Man, you're trafficking in some ugly stereotypes. Yeah, it passes the time. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me something to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. Uh, so you're going to pay off something, weren't you? The, uh, the, 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 you had a mailbag story. Well, oh, uh, er, uh, oh yeah, there's a bunch of West Coast bum explosion um, news in the news. Um, oh, my God. The governor of California, the increasingly ridiculous uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, made this claim about California's uh, bum crisis, homeless crisis, and uh, even the left is calling it indefensible. Just calling him a liar, an out-and-out liar. Maybe well, I sounds hear that. about right. I want to hear that, and maybe your town can get these new anti-sex toilets that will cost you about $200,000 for cities to buy. Um, an anti-sex toilet? Anti-sex Does it follow toilet. me around, or what? <laughs> we'll explain that, among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Some sort of um, what is it when you're being mean to yourself? Masochism. Is that it? Uh, right. I've got some some masochist weird thing going where I'm just going to continue to use this unusable iPhone <laughs> to punish myself for something. There's hardly any place on the screen you can touch that works, and you can't see anything from all the cracks. There are There's so many cracks in the screen. I cut myself on it regularly. There are opioid addicts. In West Virginia, making 20 bucks the hard way down at the bus station, who thinks your iPhone is embarrassing? <laughs> All right? Come on now. Anyway, um, a number of things we're going to catch you up uh, from uh, over the weekend, and we are actually gone on Friday. So, uh, you going to tell us about your colonoscopy? I mean, we've seen sure. the pictures and the videos. You live-streamed it on Facebook. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The noises I made during the procedure are trending on iTunes. I uh, took my uh, two sons, seven and nine, to visit Grandma and Grandpa up in the mountains of Arizona, where it was nice and cool. Oh, that's nice. And uh, we stopped at the world's only freestanding brick-and-mortar Trump store. Yes. I want to talk about that. Only for now. Well, it's been the only one for three years now. (laughs) It's the only one in the world. Don't give up now. It's quite the store, though. So we got this note. The West Coast bomb explosion is just, it's its so amazing. And I'm telling you, I'm begging you. And and today's show is going to have a handful of, of this sort of thing sprinkled throughout. You're going to hear these policies advocated where you live. Maybe it's your county. Maybe it's your town. Maybe you're already, maybe you're in a red area of a blue state. Maybe you're in a red state or a purple state or whatever. You're going to hear these ideas. And and they sound, you know, at least somewhat noble or whatever. You must reject them. You must. I beg of you. Do not become the next. The next to fall. Got this nice note from uh, Randy. Spent a week on the beach at Santa Cruz, uh, California. It's very pleasant, if you're not familiar. Um, and, uh, and, and there they were. There were at least half a dozen uh, homeless tents on the beach right near the, the pier where all the tourists are. They were there for the whole five days we were there, and there were other camps, too, and other places, but um, they didn't move the whole week. I sent an email to all the city council members, only got one response attached. Um, unbelievable. People from all over the world visit this beach. 
And uh, this is definitely in your this makes me crazy zone, right, Randy? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Anyway, so this uh, councilman named Chris says, uh, thank you for writing in for this, uh, albeit disheartening information. An oddly worded sentence, but anyway. As you might be aware, the issue of homelessness is vexing for all coastal cities in California. Well, and non-coastal ones, too. We do not currently have enough shelter beds to accommodate all those in need, keeping in mind that many, many bums and junkies have no interest in moving into a shelter. They wouldn't at gunpoint. What would you do if you could live on one of the nicest beaches in the world for free? And be food and clothed and medicated for free? People pay gazillions of dollars to ha- to own that kind of property right. and then the taxes to keep it. And you get to just park there. Right. So what would you do? Go into a stinky, a, a, a scummy shelter? Right, where you get your stuff stolen and you get the disease, the rest of it. The U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals recently ruled in Martin versus the city of Boise that cities cannot issue citations for campers for illegal camping unless there are enough shelter beds or other accommodation available. The case appears headed to the Supreme Court. Um, that... Hearing I'm hearing, audio. I'm hearing voices in my head again. Um. So, uh, so why the Ninth Circuit Court didn't rule that you can't prosecute somebody for bank robbery unless they have enough money to live on, or you can't prosecute somebody for assault and battery unless the, they weren't really, really mad? I mean, you can't prosecute for illegal camping unless you, the local government, has enough places to furnish people to live in? What the hell sort of logic is that? I, I don't know. That's a pretty good... Uh, is there a flaw in that? Well, you can't prosecute them for stealing because they didn't have enough money. What's the difference? Honestly, what to... I guess because you took... Well, you're taking something from me in this case, too. You're taking my ability to take my family to the park or... Sure. Whatever. Right, and we're going to get into this heavily uh, That's a little good bit one, though. later on the show. There was a... a, a I hate to, the term because it's so it's just cliched at this point, but a viral video about a um, uh, business owner who's been driven out of the city she was trying to do business in, happened to be Sacramento, California, by the bums and junkies who are making life miserable. Um, But anyway, I found this uh, just so charming. This city council person asks our friend, I'm interested if you, from your historical perspective, how many thoughts on how we might uh, house the homeless and or remedy this issue of camping on the beach? So the, the the people in the government are saying, do you have any ideas? And I don't fault them for that. I kind of like the feel of it, honestly. Um, but it is a little pathetic. The city council saying, we don't know, do you? Now, this, I mentioned this, the ridiculous governor of Cal Unicornia, where realism has gone to die. Uh, Gavin Newsom made this claim recently about the homeless people in the state and and um, he said, uh, he was asked why the homeless population didn't decline when he was the mayor of San Francisco. Indeed, it grew. And Newsom said, well, the vast majority of San Francisco's homeless people uh, come in from, and we know this, from Texas. Just an interesting fact. So the idea he's pitching is that Texans flock to San Francisco to be bums and junkies for some reason. And PolitiFact, which is an absolutely ridiculous way biased, progressive, alleged fact checker. These people said it was okay that Kamala Harris and uh, and, and Elizabeth Warren said Michael Brown in Ferguson was murdered by the cop. They said, well, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, defensible. 
It's fine to say that, and it is utterly indefensible. So that's how crazy PolitiFact is. PolitiFact said um, they had to agree that Newsom's statement was absurd, giving it a pants-on-fire rating. Mm. Uh, What happened was that at one point, San Francisco and or California said, look, we'll give you a bus ticket to wherever you want to go if you'll get the hell out. And what's the percentage? Um, the, the number one destination was Texas. 6.7% of the people said, well, if i got to go somewhere, I'll go to Texas. <laughs> I mean, it was under 7%. And it was about the same to Washington State. Florida were quite a few. Um, and so that's, uh, that's what Gavin is claiming, that, yeah, we were flooded by Texans. And that's why there's so many bums in California. I'm not Hilarious. sure. Hilarious. I think, I think what the, the uh, Governor Newsom may have done there, I, I think that just might be where we are now. Um, and I don't think Trump invented it, but he, uh, he, certainly, he certainly does it. it you, you, just, you just state things that help your argument. And the the noise of whether or how true or how accurate it is just gets lost. Right. I think that's just I just think that's the world we live in now. And I think Gavin Newsom's aware of that and, and others. You just state things loudly that make your argument and then people that really dig into it will see some article somewhere that says, Well, that's not actually true. Right. But that's a tiny percentage compared to the people you reached with your initial statement. Right. Which I think factors in directly to the whole motor voter thing and the rock the vote thing. Because you have to understand, you know, there's kind of a you picture graph of people who are, are super informed and intensely interested in what their government is doing. And then, you know, it goes down, 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 down to people who are paying no attention and are really functional morons and, and just have no idea what they're voting about. And they're very easily swayed. Well, the further you get toward the every single air-sucking homo sapien votes thing down there, if you take the graph way to the right... Well, that's more and more and more people who don't have a single clue what they're voting for. And that's what uh, that's what uh, Newsom is counting on. Um, sort of on the same topic, because this is to deal with uh, the homeless population to a certain extent, these anti-sex toilets. Now, I don't know if these toilets are the same as the ones you were talking about last week. They're $200,000 toilets that have uh, some technology in them that can sense if the weight of two people is inside Uh-oh. versus one person. And uh, the weight sensors will ensure only one person is in there at a time. An alarm will sound or water will spray you. It's, wow. If any vi- like dogs, like trying to get two dogs to decouple in the park. If any, That's a good way to live. So if the weight of more than one person is detected or if violent movement is detected inside the, uh, the port. The, geez, why are you having sex in a public toilet? That's gross. It is gross. But anyway, violent movement will cause it to go off. Now, some people are complaining about well, these I very... Had a violent movement the other day. <laughs> I was taking that drug from a colonoscopy. People are complaining, one, about the $200,000 cost of this public toilet, and sure. two, what baseline weight are they using, one person said. I'm easily the weight of two teenagers. Another woman said, I'm disabled and I fall a lot. I don't want to risk some sort of violent and humiliating experience <laughs> if it detects movement. But entertaining for the rest of us. <laughs> Fornication. 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 
And then it just, the, the doors fling open, it hoses you like a dog. <laughs> well, obviously, if you weigh 300 pounds, it's a weight of two 150-pounders, or more likely, a 170-pounder and a 130-pounder having sex. So, yeah, that's ridiculous. Just keep <laughs> making it absolutely effortless for people to be bums and junkies. <laughs> that's the problem. And then scratch your head and just wonderment and consternation. Why are there so many ju- bums and junkies? We let them camp everywhere. We give them food and medicine and anything they need for free. We never make it difficult to be a junkie. Why are there so many of them? North Korea fired off another something or other over the weekend. Uh, oh, little fathead. Little fathead. I mean, his act is, I mean, it's pretty shopworn at this point, isn't it? He's not getting what he wants, so he throws another tantrum, shoots off another missile. Trump says something conciliatory, proposes another meeting, and we get nowhere. Doesn't even get much news coverage. Right. Uh, that and a whole bunch of other stories on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.